Hey guys, it's Matt here, and I got a story for you. When I was a kid, I was playing hockey, and oh man, there was this one year, this one team, we could not beat these guys. They were all over us. There were competitive games, though. They were tight, but we just could not beat them. And I remember the last game of the year, it was up against this team, and we were gearing up. We were like, we have to get these guys. When we won that last game, it was so satisfying because we finally got the victory over the team that had dummied us, that had dominated us for so long. I think this is the same thing with sexual brokenness, with sexual sin, where there's been brokenness in our lives and the enemy has come and taken ground and he's dominated us for so long, but we get to make a difference. We get to be part of a message and a a mission of freedom. It is such a cool opportunity. So I want to invite you, men and women of any age, to be part of the Action Squad. The Action Squad is something that we're putting together right now. We're looking for 100 people to be on the Action Squad. There's going to be some competitive nature to it. There's prizes. And we're going to work together to help produce a documentary that is literally going to change the world. We're featuring stories of sexual brokenness, of people who have been restored and redeemed, reconciled to God and to people in their their lives. And we're going to feature these stories in this world-class documentary that will be a resource for churches to host movie nights, for small small groups to watch together, for families to watch and be inspired by. And it's going to highlight the problem in the church, but also show the, the power of God that is at work when we bring this stuff to light. And so if you want to be part of the Action Squad and help us put this documentary together, I would love for you to go to restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. You can watch a 10-minute video there that I put together on what it can look like for you to join us in this mission and be part of putting this documentary together. So restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. Hope to see you there. Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Braden Hafner. Welcome back, everybody. Pure Victory Podcast. So happy to join with you guys. Another podcast and Matt Braden here and Matt across from me. And uh, we mentioned last podcast, we would be so great. It would be so helpful if those of you out there that are, are enjoying these podcasts, getting some help from these podcasts, please give us a like, give us a thumbs up, a star, whatever you're using, whatever app you're using to just give us a comment. A, st- a star. Braden's good with one star. <laughs> he's, he's easy to please. Hey, uh, there's so many apps out there. If one star is the top, yeah, please feel free. But I know usually five stars. <laughs> we'd, we'd love that. Um, but it really helps get the word out, gets uh, higher on those search engines. So thank you for doing that. And um, we appreciate all of you entering into this journey and working in your own life to get porn out and to be healthy on a sexual um, level and as far as your relationships as well too. So thanks for doing this with us. And we wanted to talk with you today about something that we hope will move many of you towards freedom. And those that are experiencing it, I think you'll understand what we're talking about. But self-awareness, why is it so important and how we grow in our individual self-awareness, why that's important. How many stars would you give yourself for self-awareness? Mm, good segue. Yeah. That's excellent. I don't know. One, one, one maybe, a star. <laughs> one, one out of five. I don't know. Is one out of five good? Like that, <laughs> if you're 20% self-aware, are you doing well? Like, I don't know mm, what, what mm. the average is. I wonder, though, how much God knows about us compared to how, what we know about ourselves. Well, maybe if, maybe 20% is good self-awareness. Right, good point. Well, you know what studies have shown? This is actually not from us. These are psychologists that have done the research. 
10 to 15% of us out there in the world are actually self-aware. Only 10 to 15%. That's incredible. And, you, you know, when, when we're battling porn, I'm going to put my hand up to this. I was not self-aware at all. I was just focused on a behavior and that's it. I didn't understand the internal values and things that were battling and on and inside me. I didn't know the cycle that I was stuck into where I had triggers that were leading me to an addictive pattern. I didn't know what I was feeling. I didn't know exactly how to talk about this with anybody. I had no self-awareness. In fact, I would say I would give myself a negative star <laughs> with self-awareness. So if some of you out there have a one star, you're better than where I was. <laughs> that's why That's why he's good with one. He's, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Man, I had no, no awareness of my weaknesses when I was stuck in porn. I remember that time in my life. I had no awareness of my weaknesses. I just think, oh, why are people doing things better than me or something? And I just, but I never was like, hey, what are they doing that I could learn from? Mm. Right? And uh, what, what, do I need to be doing better here? It was just more like, oh, why is this happening? God, why is this happening? Mm -hmm. And you just think more like that versus like, hey, let's take a, let's take a uh, inventory of my life, my thoughts, my, the beliefs about myself, and become aware. Like, what are the things that I'm thinking, and how is that having an impact on my life? How am I perceived by other people? Yeah, man, it's it's a it's a good thing to become self aware. I just I I kind of always think this. I feel like I'm maybe part of that 10 or 15%. But then you think, <laughs> I think probably we all do. I think probably yeah. we all are yeah. like, you know, we're, I'm self-aware. But then the more I pray to God and say like, hey, it's just like David, right? Like examine my heart, search me, God. Know my heart, test me. Know my anxious thoughts. And then God reveals things about me and certain thought patterns that I have. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I've had that for 10, 15 years, this pattern, but I had no idea. I didn't mm. know where it came from, how it affected me. It's just so subtle and God brings it to the surface. So the more I go to him, the more I'm like, man, I need your awareness, God, not just my own awareness or my the perception that I have of my self-awareness, mm -hmm. but I need God to help me with my self-awareness. Yeah. yeah, really great point. And I think that leads us into kind of some understanding of when we're going to talk about self-awareness. So we have the why to, um, maybe the how to, and then we're going to talk about the heart to. Um, so the why we need to be self-awareness, uh, Matt was breaking that down well, because there's a lot of things that are running in the background that are leading us to a certain behavior, being porn, maybe masturbation, and we're not aware of that. And how can you deal with anything if you have no awareness? You just can't. And not only that, um, you're, you're stuck in s this ongoing behavior that you're not really you don't, don't really have any understanding of it. And so for instance, like, Hey, you're feeling down and you go to porn. That's your drug of choice. You don't really ask the questions of why am I feeling what I'm feeling? What happened in my day? Um, what's going on in my life currently? You don't ask those questions. You just don't go there. And, and so you become really kind of stuck in something almost enslaved to a behavior because you have no awareness of anything that's going on. And <clears throat> often you feel like you're, you know, an ant and someone's trying to explain the sky to you, right? You just, don't, you have no concept of it. It's just too big. You don't get it because you haven't moved in that self-awareness and the how to, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about that a little bit <clears throat> further, but really what that is, is, um, we're, I, I can't stand it when someone says be more self-aware and they don't give me any, anything with that. <laughs> like, okay, I'll, I'll be more self-aware. I don't know what that means, but so we'll try to, we'll try to give you some more there. And the heart to really is, is God gives us the heart to, um, and, and, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about the, the God aspect of all of this as well. But, you know, to kind of give some 
kind of, I guess, a pathway here. With self-awareness, there are kind of two concepts um, that we, I don't think we've been aware of. <laughs> um, one is our internal self-awareness and the other is our external self-awareness. So what that means, well, our, our internal self-awareness is becoming self-aware of what drives us, our values, our emotion, um, the different things that we're thinking and, and what's going on in our life um, behind the curtains, so to speak. That's the internal self-awareness. And the external self-awareness is really what we're projecting to the world. Are we aware of what others think of us um, in a correct way? Um, are we aware of what we are projecting to the world? Um, that's the external self-awareness piece. And we sometimes we have one or the other or maybe neither of these things, but they're kind of different. And when we think self-awareness, we think it's just one thing, but it isn't. There's actually two components to it. And, and so that's, this is something that's been helpful for me, even hearing this recently. I, I learned this and I'm like, wow, okay, I didn't even think of it that way. And, and what, the, what that really means for us. And because we don't get this, when we're trying to engage with self-awareness, we, <laughs> we often make some mistakes uh, in regards to asking certain questions of ourselves. I mean, we think self-awareness means we, we you know, go somewhere and empty our minds and something will just drop into our, our heads and that'll, that means that we're self-aware about what we're feeling and that's, that's a mistake. We'll talk about that. But um, yeah, I think it's understanding what self-awareness really is, those two aspects. I don't think we're ever fully self-aware either too, but you can grow. You can grow a lot. And I, I would say personally, and maybe I'm totally wrong, maybe I'm not aware, but but I think personally, I'm more aware uh, externally how I come across to people. If I ever do something, uh, say a word that might rub something someone the wrong way, I'll often address it like, "Hey, I know I said that." Before they will, like I'll I'll often be able be willing to apologize if I've done something and things like that. But internally, I'm not always aware of the the like why I'm doing things the way I'm doing, or if there's patterns or or that are keeping me stuck. Or, whatever. And so my wife's been a really good mirror for me. She's able to help me and point things out as I am to her as that's marriage, which is, which is huge. But, but I, even with, I would say being more aware personally of my external, the external part, like how I come across to people, mm -hmm. there's still situations where people come to me and I'm like, Oh, I had no idea I came across you like that or no idea that I disrespected you like that. Yeah. And, uh, and so Brad and you're talking about, going away and like quiet in your mind and the first thought comes that that's 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 the truth about yourself like maybe you're thinking about yourself like hey how uh, you know how do i come across to people and maybe you just think like oh i think i'm generally respectful or whatever and that's what, just what you think but there was a uh, you were talking about you're talking about your conscience like do you have a clear conscience and does that mean that you're self-aware well i can remember a couple situations and one was like two or three months ago and then one was a few years ago where people came to me and I mean, my conscience was clear. Like I had nothing in my mind that I had done wrong or whatever, mm -hmm. but, but these two guys came to me and they said, Hey, when you did this, this actually made me feel pretty small or disrespected. Right. And I was right. like, Oh my gosh. Like I had no idea, but also I was like, thank you so much for telling me I want to be aware. And it highlighted in me a blind spot where it was like, oh, I guess I could have done something in a different way. Yeah. And now I'll do that in the future. And so when we're self-aware, like one thing I like to say is that God will never tell us everything about us. And there's something, there's some people that I know that they just, they don't get counsel from anybody. They just get counsel from God. But I think God doesn't want that design. 
He wants us to have community with people where we're going to people and we're open and getting feedback from people because God will never tell us everything about us because he wants to speak through other people to have us be humble in, in relationships too. And so I, you know, I think that's part of self-awareness and Brad and I will do that with each other sometimes. We're working together and it's like, hey, when I said this, do this, does that bother you or whatever? And it's like, no, we're like we're easy going. But, but it's nice to get that out and be aware of potentially maybe where you might rub someone the wrong way. And when you're willing to get feedback on some, on something, that really helps grow your self-awareness. It sounds like a little bit that pride can come into this, right? Because um, those that aren't self-aware and you know, don't move in that area where they're, they're asking those questions of others or letting others give them that third party feedback. Um, really that they're, what their guide becomes is, is their conscience to a degree. And when we say conscience, like sometimes we think Holy Spirit equals conscience. That's not true. Um, there's, there's a difference there. And for instance, like often with our, the messaging that we're hearing from ourselves, that's a great example, Matt, because you're talking about internally, you thought you were good. But externally, something else was happening that someone was seeing something. And yeah. and so the messaging that maybe internally we're hearing isn't actually correct. Maybe we heard something that, um, you know, in our own heads, our own minds, that maybe isn't necessarily true. And then that can stop us, because if we believe it, from hearing from somebody else. Because, well, hey, but I'm hearing something different internally than what you're telling me. So I'm not going to listen to you. And then you just stop there, the process yeah. of becoming self-aware. And we can make some pretty big mistakes when we're, we're trying to be, and on the internal level anyway, self-aware. Like, we'll, we'll ask ourselves some questions and we let our conscience be our guide. <laughs> so, um, and, and the problem with that though, because um, I've heard this, I don't know, Matt, if you've heard this, I've talked to people. They always say, my conscience is always right. Never serves me wrong. I mean, I'm always hearing the right thing from that. I'm like, Really? Yeah. Well, you know what? In scripture, it tells us something different. Jeremiah 17, 9, and the heart, we'd use this as for conscience because that, that's, that's the parallel here. But it says, the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? So what does that tell me? We don't know ourselves fully. We can't fully know ourselves. Only God can fully know ourselves. So if we're trying to make sense of something out of our own selves, we are not aware of the unconscious stuff running in the background of our life that are maybe informing our decisions. We don't know those things. So how can we make a decision or hear something about ourselves or understand something about ourselves when we can't fully know ourselves? So we can make some pretty big fundamental mistakes when it comes to self-awareness. We think we just have to ask ourselves certain questions and the first answer that pops in our head, that's the one we run with. And believe me, I, I'm so thankful that um, I've learned enough <laughs> that if... If I hear something internally in myself, I'll ask others about it. I'll ask my wife. You said our wives are mirrors, yeah. right? That's yeah. so true. I'll ask her that. She's like, what are you talking about? That's a really bad idea. <laughs> yeah. um, or that's not true at all. So you run the trusted people. And then, of course, you invite God into that. Because sometimes the first thing that comes to mind, that doesn't mean it's the Holy Spirit. We got to learn to differentiate between um, what is from him and what isn't. And so we have to invite him into that because only he knows our heart. But then he, you were, Matt was saying, you were saying this, right? We got to invite others into this too to become more self-aware and become aware of our blind spots. So don't listen to the first thing you hear when you're asking yourselves questions. You got to have more of a process to become self-aware. Yeah, and if you're praying and listening to yourself, it's going to be confirmed by other people typically. Like it's, God will lead us into health. So you're talking about pride. Like we don't want to be so prideful that we can't hear from from God and from other people like <laughs> it, it's so many people destroy relationships unknowingly because they're they're bugging someone 
um, but they don't even realize it because it's just how they've always been. And so when, well, like when you've got pornography in your life, like Braden was saying earlier, chances are there's a lot of self, uh, self-awareness self that you don't have. Like, like that was our story. We mm-hmm. just had no idea. But we also didn't really understand, like nobody does when they're stuck in porn, like the impact that we were having on other people mm-hmm. um, because it just has become our nature. It's become like we're selfish and uh, we're not as happy as we yeah. could be and yeah. things like that. So if you're stuck, I think it'd be cool to go ask other people, hey, what do you see in me? What do you see in me for strengths and for weaknesses? What do you think is something that I could work on? Uh, ask God those things too and write mm-hmm. those things down that come to mind, but then take that and ask those same questions to people who are close to you that, that mm-hmm. love you and that trust you um, and, and that you trust. Because when you can get feedback from other people, you start to know how you come across and you start to know some some maybe some blind spots but the well, like the think about it. The only reason you wouldn't want to be aware of blind spots in your life is is well, I would say pride or shame that you just can't handle focusing on negatives in yourself mm-hmm. in yourself. And so, I you know I I always want to be cautious, carefully of claiming things about myself like, oh, I'm 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 very wise or or I'm a leader, or I'm respectful. Right, right. Like I, or this is, this is a good one. So some people will talk about, I'm, I'm a very discerning person. And I think, but like the only reason you would say that you're a discerning person is because you've discerned properly. But what about when you don't discern properly? Does that mean that you're not a discerning person? Because right, right. none of us are ever 100%. That's right. And so when I've, when I've like the Lord has given me some, it's just some cool stories, but the Lord's given me insights into situations or people that nobody else seems to know. And, and it's come out like there was a, there was a pastor that I just knew something was off. Like I knew it from the first time I saw him and came out like a year later that he was inappropriate with girls and he was married and had affairs. I'm like, I didn't know that, but I knew something was going on and it seemed nobody knew. Yeah. And and so I was like, oh, but when this happened, I didn't think like, oh, it's because I'm discerning. <laughs> like, it's because right, right. I have this gift. Yeah. No, it was, I, I would just think, wow, God, you are teaching me what your voice sounds like and what discernment yeah. seems like. And so it's it, I, I want to be careful claiming things that, oh, I am this way. Like I am this good thing or even I am this bad thing. Because yeah. it's like, well, maybe, but why not just say like, oh, that was a, like I try to be humble or I yeah. try to be discerning, but I miss it sometimes. Mm. And that opens the door for more self-awareness because you're willing to look at both the strengths and the weaknesses. I find that when we claim things about ourselves, good or bad, I'm just an addict. I'm just a failure or I'm wise. I'm discerning. It's like when we're when we fail or when we fail but we claim good about ourselves or when we claim bad about ourselves but then we do well like we can't admit it yeah. we uh. there's actually this is a good example there was a man that I was talking to recently and I was saying to him um like like what are your strengths and he went I don't have any hmm. and I said that's why I'm asking you because that's a common narrative yeah. I want to know what your strengths are hmm. and he wouldn't admit it but then over the course of his conversation, there were three or four things that he pointed to that were his that were he was good at. Yeah. But then if you were to ask him, well, what were your strengths? And ask him that pointed question, he wouldn't he wouldn't admit anything because in his mind, he doesn't have strengths. Like yeah. he's inadequate. And that's his identity. But actually there's more strengths that you have that if you your identity wasn't inadequate, yeah. that you would be able to recognize. So I hope this is making sense. I just I want to caution you, don't label yourselves 
anything, good or bad. Label yourselves a child of God because then you have the security to, to go, okay, I'm safe. I have, like, he is my refuge. And now I can take feedback from other people and that won't define me either way. Mm. Yeah. Does that make that sense? totally makes sense. Well, that the self-awareness of this is we can have a track of, of negative thoughts or certain kinds of thoughts that are running in our life. Um, and if we're not aware of that, it is, it is deciding for us the way that we respond to life um, and the labels, right? So we label ourselves this way and it can be the negative, like I am no good. What does that do when you have that label? You know, if you think that, you believe that, well, then this is just my lot in life. I'm always going to have an addiction. Yeah. I'm always going to be stuck here. Or this other one, hey, I am, I like you said, I am super discerning, man. Like I am discern, I discern. And then when someone tells you something different, you're not willing to hear it. That's right. Because the messaging that you told yourself that you believe is so entrenched, you can't hear any other feedback from anybody. That's right. Um, even if it's constructive. And, and so then there's no growth in your life because no. I don't hear it. <laughs> That's right. So that that learning to, to navigate these these swirling thoughts in our mind, some of it is from the enemy. Some of it is our own internal kind of monologue that we have, um, and the messaging that we've had growing up or that we're giving ourselves. And and, and other times it is God. So we gotta we gotta work through what is really happening here, and we need to invite the Holy Spirit into that because we can't know our heart fully. So you need that guide. You need him to help you and then you need others so you want to become more self-aware i know it's uncomfortable but you know what <laughs> growth happens outside of comfort and that's from someone we just talked to recently i uh, will give travis a plug to that but <laughs> that's right that's right um, i was like where did i hear that but yeah. yeah that's right yeah. growth happens outside of comfort and and so i know often we've created this well-crafted kind of walls around us so we don't have to do this um but we, we encourage you we, self-awareness is so important um, especially in battling and defeating pornography in our life. We need it. Just to give some context, Travis is a guy that Brad and I are in a ministry leaders group. So there's five of us, I guess. Mm -hmm. And we're always interacting with each other and supporting each other. And I encourage you, if you're a ministry leader, just to to do that. And that, I mean, I was going to say this is an aside, but this actually is relevant to yeah. be, to be self-aware and have other people that are leaders that you can talk to. It's huge. There's a book called Unwanted by Jay Stringer, and it says how sexual brokenness reveals our way to healing. That's the tagline mm. or the subtitle. How sexual brokenness reveals our way to healing. If you haven't read Unwanted, I recommend go read it. But this is something that related to our sin um, of how we can become more self-aware. So I like to ask people, like, what are the, what, what are the things that lead you to your sin, to masturbation, to porn? Uh, what are the circumstances? What are the the emotions, the thoughts that you have? Where did those come from? Um, and then I like to ask them, what are the hardest times of your life? Like if you can go back in your life and identify the two or three hardest times, mm -hmm. what happened and how did you respond to it? Because how you responded to those times is likely the same way, pretty much, how, how you respond to temptation. Yeah. And so a moment of temptation won't necessarily be the hardest time of your life. But the pattern will be very similar to how you responded to other hard times. And so you can now become self-aware and go, wow, that, that event in my past actually really impacted me more than I realized. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes our sin can help us be self-aware. And I, I just think God is so much more about our character growth and about us receiving his love than he is about us just never sinning. And I obviously he doesn't want us in sin because it damages us. But I think that when we sin, 
It's not his design, but he'll use it. He'll flip it for good. And he'll use that situation to highlight certain blind spots or certain Mm -hmm. things in our life that is still a weakness that he wants to come in. Maybe it's a hole that he wants to fill and our sin will highlight that. And so if you're in sin habitually, look at that and go, what is leading me to this? Why do I have this desire that I keep falling to? What are the beliefs that I have about myself? Maybe what are the hard times of my life in the past? And how did I respond to those? And you'll start to see a pattern emerge where then you can start to work on becoming more self-aware. Yeah, and it's a different way of thinking about God in those moments because, um, you know, we think he's mad with us, um, but really it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. We've said that so many times. I love that verse. And and, and in that, he wants to, the teachable moments for us. We don't understand that, that God is growing us and leading us to become more like Jesus. And in that, um, he, he's he wanting us to become more um, open to, to receiving that, that truth of what he's trying to teach us in those moments. And some things that can help us with this, I mean, especially in the self-awareness of first, of course, is prayer to understand what God's heart for is for us in that moment. I mean, saying sorry, of course, so asking for forgiveness is a key component in those things um, uh, as well. But, you know, one of the things that studies have shown with self-awareness is that people that are really good about this are really good with this they ask different questions of themselves. Um, Often we will ask ourselves why questions like, why do I struggle with porn? And the messaging we might get is because you're dirty or because you're an addict or whatever, right? Does that help you? Uh, I don't think so. Um, But what's interesting is people that are really great with self-awareness and they're actually moving. There's a good movement in their life. Um, They will ask 10 times as many what questions. What? Versus why. Yeah. What? 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 <laughs> so I'll give you a different understanding. You might be like, what does that mean? Well, there's a what question. But <laughs> um, So the same scenario. Why do I look at porn? Well, okay, what question would be, what was I feeling when I looked at porn? What was happening the day before when I looked at porn? What would be different in my life if I didn't look at porn? Um, different questions and 10 times as many of those. Why is that important? Because you learn more. When you ask those kind of questions, you're starting to pick up on those teachable moments that God's giving us to build self-awareness. You start to learn, hey, a trigger for me is when I'm feeling bored. I'm feeling bored and usually that's something that will lead me to porn. So you ask a good question about that. Um, What am I feeling? You understand boredom, maybe your thing. So, okay, I'm feeling bored. I have some understanding. I have some self-awareness now that I'm in a trigger spot. And I got to make some decisions based out of that, invite God into that moment and, and move away from that in some way. So that's a much different um, kind of outcome than if you're just asking why questions. Um, they can, that can be a more broader answer that's sent your way. And uh, what questions are more specific to what's going on? Yeah, when you were sharing that with me, I, I was thinking back to my story because I always share this. And I always say that my last battle with porn, two and a half years, I would always say, God, why am I doing this? Why did I have this battle that mm-hmm. I got free of before and now I'm not? Now I'm not free. And it was always why. And when I tell a story, it's always why. And so that's what I'm saying. I look back and I'm like, I had no self-awareness at all. <laughs> right. Because literally not once did I ever go, hey, what do I need to do here? What, like, what are the thoughts that I had? What, what are the beliefs? What's leading me to this in terms of the 24 hours before? Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> it's, it's funny to think, but... I mean, we get stuck in that. There's people 30, 40 years, they go watching porn and they never ask the what questions or at least not 10 times the why questions, right? And I think the why is more maybe maybe in some context uh, comes from a victim. 
mentality. Mm. Why is this happening to me? Why can't I stop? Yeah. We feel inadequate. We're a victim. We're like, we're defeated. But what is like, I'm taking charge. Like, what do I need to do? Hey, what, what led me to this? And you're Mm -hmm. trying to find things out so that you can take action. And so it's, it's a bit of a heart belief, uh, a heart posture and maybe belief about yourself. But we also want to always encourage you, invite God into those questions. Like, God, what do I need to do here? Mm -hmm. And sit and listen. And God, what, what is leading me to this? What are the blind spots that you're wanting to highlight? Mm-hmm. What, are the, what are the weaknesses in my life that you want to turn into strengths? There's those questions that we can ask ourselves, but as Braden is pointing out, our conscience is only so good apart from the Lord. So we need his strength, and we need his answers and his love to come. And Jeremiah 33, verse 3, I love it. It says, Call to me, and I will answer you. And tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. And so it's the same writer that says the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? Mm -hmm. Then he says, well, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. So God knows our hearts. He will help us to understand our hearts because apart from him, no one can understand our hearts. We can't understand our hearts. I love David. He goes, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. That's been something that's real for me over the last little bit is is I've never thought about it in these terms, but my anxious thoughts or my my thoughts, my inadequate thoughts, the thoughts that aren't helpful, those are a lot of the things that God has revealed to in me lately when I talk about the internal self-awareness has been growing when I go to the Lord. Mm. It's like, man, a, a lot of these thoughts, I'm, I'm having God who knows my thoughts reveal them to me and it's helping me a lot. So... Mm. God will God will really help in self awareness. Going to Him, going and asking people what they what they perceive about us, what they think about us, how they're um, impacted by us, good or bad, that will help us. Yeah. And then looking at patterns in our life, really like writing things out. How did I respond to different situations in my life? How do I respond to temptation? What are the thoughts I think? What are the beliefs I have? Mm-hmm. That will really, really start to help us in this process of becoming more self-aware. Yeah. yeah. And one thing I want to add to uh, about inviting God into this, um, there's th- three things I think that you need to remember about that. Because um, sometimes we'll equate the Holy Spirit God to um, our conscience, and we think there the, there's some similarities there. It's really key and important that when you're listening to God, yes, you're in prayer and you're inviting him into this. But whatever you're hearing has to line up with Scripture. And then inviting others into that that are trusted and godly mature people to help guide you in that as well. God uses those those kind of three streams as well. So you need to do that. If you're hearing something that does not line up with scripture, it's not from God because he doesn't go against his word. <laughs> and so that's really key, um, being aware of that uh, and understanding. Because you know what can happen is if we don't invite God and we're trying to get really introspective about our lives, we might increase that behavior. You might go down a path without God that you may be increasing this behavior of becoming more quote-unquote self-aware, but you're hearing the wrong thing. It's the wrong thing, and that becomes really deeply entrenched because I've seen this in marriages where someone a spouse, for instance, doesn't feel happy in the marriage anymore. And they'll say, you know, they'll, they'll do some self-awareness stuff. <laughs> they listen to their conscience. I'm not happy anymore. I'm with the wrong person. You hear that? That becomes a truth for them. And when they become more self-aware, well, not self-aware, when they're doing introspection, I guess, when they're thinking about these things, that becomes the overriding message. They will follow that path to their destruction. 
So that's why it's so important when we are self-aware and inviting God into this, to have those, those three elements. It's really key. We need people with us as well that can give us trusted advice that lines up with God's word as we're listening to, to the Holy Spirit as we're praying. So this is really key, important thing with us. It's key. I remember there's a story. It's kind of embarrassing to tell, but right after I got married, when I got married, I was in good shape. And then in a few months, I just ballooned up. <laughs> it's in a rough time of life. And I wasn't doing well. So I was speaking at this school and there was a guy there who knew my wife from, I don't know where, but in their life prior to me. And so he's like, hey, you're Louise's husband. And so he was sitting there beside me, uh, like he could see my side profile when he was, when I was speaking. And so he texted, or he took this picture of me and he texted it to my wife, like, hey, I see your husband. And I look at this picture and I see my side profile. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm that big? Like I'd never seen it. I couldn't see it. I don't, <laughs> really? Really? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I had no idea. But sometimes when you get someone's outside perspective, it can help you realize oh, how far gone you are. Right, right. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I need to deal with this and stop eating chips and cake. And <laughs> not that I was eating all that stuff all the time, but. But you get the point. So sometimes your weaknesses, you're not really aware of uh, how it's coming across to people until you let them in and you see yourself from their their perspective and it starts to help. We were talking about Travis earlier and Travis in our ministry group, he's such a good coach. He's He asks so many questions, mm-hmm. deep questions. questions. We just love it. And that's the value of having a coach. And um, it was really cool that an experience I had recently where I was with a guy. And sometimes when we do coaching, um, sometimes we we invite the Lord into it in terms of prayers, uh, prayer or in, and talking to him more than other times. Um, it kind of depends on what goes on. But, but we were really talking a lot to Jesus in this coaching session. And, um, and so at one point he... He's like, you know, I forget the question that he asked Jesus, but he just kind of sat there silently and listening to Jesus. And and uh, and he said, you know, I didn't really think that I was hearing much from God, but re- right when I was going to tell you that, I saw this picture of a, of a, a, a blank white sheet of paper with a pen beside it. And this was what the Lord showed him. And so he was he was saying, like, I, don't, I didn't really feel like I was hearing from God. But then when I was going to say that, I saw this picture. And I said, well, what does that mean to you? And he said, I just feel like God is telling me that it's a blank slate. In other words, my past doesn't define me anymore. I can move forward. Mm. He set me free. Mm. And he said, but I thought that it was kind of weird because He, God gave me the pen. And he should write my life. Like he should design my life. And I said, does it sound right? Like I feel like God is saying to you that you can now learn authority and you can make decisions for your life and he's going to show you how to live a godly life, but he's given you the authority to make decisions. And and so he's like, wow. And so it was neat going to Jesus and Jesus was then able to highlight this thing in his life where he's like, I don't, I'm not sure, but in this situation, he had never really looked at, hey, I need to learn authority. Mm-hmm. I need to learn my authority in Jesus. But going to Jesus, then he was able to see this this spot in his life that maybe this brother hadn't looked at or not, or identified. But God was able to highlight that, and God will highlight things in the right way at the right time. And so now it's something that we're moving forward. We can work on the authority and learning the authority that we have in Jesus and how He can implement that. And so there's always a lack of self awareness to some degree. But going to God and having Him um, having Him speak to us, but then also bringing that out in community it's really cool and so with our with with the coaching like it's it's hugely powerful if you want um to to inquire about that 
we always are training our group leaders to ask leading questions and ask open-ended questions too. And so our groups are really good, but also one-on-one coaching is really powerful. And if you're, if you're sitting there going, I need something or something uh, that like that sounds like it could help, um, just go to our site, restoredministries.ca, and you can see a, a blue button at the top. It says to book a free call. So we can just chat for 30 minutes and you can inquire about that. And uh, I'd love to chat with you more. So thanks for hanging out today. Hope that this is uh, helpful for you and you can take something to help you in your self-awareness. God bless. Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.